welcome to the Conservative Woman's Guide. I'm Karen Lips and I'm here with Peyton Smith. I founded the Network of Enlightened Women when I was a student at the University of Virginia and Peyton is a recent college grad who started a new chapter at Seton Hall University. For our first episode, we figured we should start at the very beginning. So today we're going to be talking about how to get ready for college. We'll share some tips about getting ready for school, finding organizations to get involved in on campus, as well as picking a major that you love and navigating freshman orientation. So Peyton, let's jump right in. You have been in school more recently than I have. I remember getting ready for college by going to Bed Bath & Beyond and getting like a printout where they had a list of all the things that you should have for college from desk lamps to study pillows and shower caddies. And I was looking at the list the other day because now there's a whole website for it. And now there's <laughs> things on it like a Keurig machine. How did you prepare and did you have a Keurig? I did have a Keurig. Um, I actually got it from my aunt. She passed it down to me and she was like, here, I got a lot of things, hand-me-downs from my cousins, thankfully. But it all actually started when my mom and I were walking through Target. And of course they have on the end caps, all of the different things that they say that you need for college. So I started there and then I actually compiled everything that I learned my first two years living in a dorm. And I wrote a blog for our website. It's titled how to make a dorm feel like a home. So in it, I talk about how less is actually actually more and how you can utilize the space that you're given, but that you shouldn't overdo it. So something that I'm a big advocate for is only having what you actually need because it's such a small space that it's easy to feel overwhelmed. If you have a lot of things, you're sleeping in there, eating in there, studying in there, hosting your friends in your dorm. You're literally living in this dorm. You're doing everything in this room. So I feel like having the least amount of things as possible is always a great place to start. And then as you need things, you can always run to Target down the street or like in the next town over. So Peyton, did you have one of these color-coordinated rooms that now I see all over Instagram? Yes. So in that blog post, you'll see the very first picture is a photo of my sophomore year dorm. You'll, If you look at it, you will notice that we have the matching white bed spreads, the matching gray throw blankets at the end of the bed, the matching nightstands on either side of the refrigerator microwave, and we had matching silver monograms put up above our beds. We really dove into the matching. Did you guys match when you were in school? I had a roommate that was random, so I didn't know her, um, and no, you like at that, at that stage, we did not have Facebook yet or ways to connect mm. with your roommates that well before. So we just showed up. But I can imagine that the rooms are a little bit more relaxing now with all the color coordinating. Now you made the point yes. earlier that you, you shouldn't get more than you actually need. So how do you figure out what you actually need for school? So I kind of pared down what I used when I was living at home. And I had, for example two different shampoos and two different conditioners. And so I just brought with me the one that I use the most because you don't, you really don't need more than two or more than one of a shampoo and a conditioner. So I just kind of picked what I used the most when I was living at home and I brought that with me. And then if I felt like I needed something else, I could just run to the store and get it. It wasn't that big of a deal. It feels like a life or death situation when you're packing for school, I think. Everyone makes it out to be a much bigger deal than it actually is. But just pack what you use on a daily basis and then anything else, you can go to the store and get it. 
Well, imagine you can spend a lot of hours, you know, getting all the like crates and bins and everything ready for school. Uh, and that's the fun part. But what do you recommend that college freshmen do to prepare for school ahead of time? Like, how do you how did you find clubs to get involved in um, your freshman year? Our school, I went to Seton Hall University, we had a list on our college website that had all of the clubs that we had on campus. And they actually ended up making a quiz that you could take to match you with organizations on campus. So it would be based off your interests, your majors. When I started college, I started as a nursing major and I was matched with the nursing clubs on campus. Peyton, that's funny. I wonder what what you have to check to get matched with a conservative club on campus. Like, I wonder what's on the back end that they that they see. Okay, this person, this student, should go to the conservative club. It's funny because we didn't have any conservative clubs on campus when I first started. I actually brought both a new chapter and a turning point chapter to campus because we had no other options. So I honestly couldn't tell you what you needed to check. Well, I remember um, going to the student activities fair at UVA. It was in a big uh, amphitheater. And it was actually really beautiful and cool to see all the clubs lined up with all their posters and signs and flyers and see all the very different organizations that were there. And so I thought that was really helpful to walk through and actually meet some of the leaders of the different organizations and especially to get a sense of the tone because there's different tones these organizations take, especially the ones um, like some of the conservative clubs, right? Some of them are more activist, some of them are more educational. So I'd really recommend um, uh, that students go to their club fair or student activities fair or whatever, whatever it's called on campus. Yes, and actually our school um, grouped all of those clubs on campus, so all the political organizations were together. So it was nice. You could just walk down that lane on our campus green and you would just find all the organizations that kind of, based on your interests, they were all right there, which was very convenient, I would say. Yeah, that does sound easy. Uh, But what about social media? Did you follow a bunch of the clubs on social media? And did that maybe make you more inclined or less inclined to go to certain organizations seeing their social media? Yeah, so I did follow afterwards, after I went to the student activities fair, I did follow the organizations that I found there on social media. And it was nice to kind of see if they were active, you could kind of, they would have pictures from their meetings of who was there. So I would see, oh, there are a lot of people going to this meeting. So I would show up if they had a lot of people, if there were a couple people, I was a little more hesitant to show up because I didn't want to be a little more awkward, I would say. Yeah. You didn't want to be the only one showing up, right? Like if you're going to a club, hopefully, you know, one of the points of it is to make friends. It's a little nerve wracking. I've noticed they make such a big deal when someone new shows up, if there are only five of them, whereas if there are 30 people, it's a little less awkward being the new girl showing up. So I would check to see how many people were showing up to their meetings, what their meetings were like, if it was more round table, all sitting and talking, or if it was more presenting style. So they would have someone from their e-board doing a presentation. So I could kind of slip in the back if I wanted to. I would just get a sense of the vibe of each organization and if it was something that I really wanted to be a part of or not. Oh, that's great. Uh, I know our chapters and new, most of them have social media accounts and are very active, which is awesome. And it does really give you a sense of what the tone is and what they're doing. So that's a great resource as well. 
Uh, so now we've talked about dorm rooms, uh, finding friends and clubs on campus. I feel like one of the most common questions that students get after they pick their school is it quickly transitions to, okay, so what is your college major? Uh, what was your college major, Peyton, and when did you pick it? How early on? So I started college, I graduated high school thinking I wanted to be a nurse in New York City, which obviously I am not a nurse in New York City now. <laughs> I feel bad for New York City because they didn't get you as a nurse, but I'm happy that New got you instead. <laughs> yes, so I decided in high school I wanted to be a nurse. I really loved biology when I was in high school, so I was like, all right, this is something that I love. And then I got to college, and I was like, wow, this is not for me. So I honestly would recommend not picking or not deciding unless you're 100%, like you've wanted to be this since you were five years old. But I would say maybe go and take some gen ed courses that you have to take no matter what your freshman year anyway. See what you like, because I ended up taking an ethics course my freshman year which they did not offer in high school. And that is how I realized, oh, I don't want to be a nurse, but maybe I would like to work in healthcare policy instead. And I liked the ethics and policy behind healthcare. So instead of being on the front lines, I kind of decided I wanted to be more behind the scenes. So I prayed about it and I ended up on political science as a major instead. That's quite a transition, but that's cool how you thought you knew what you were really interested in, but then once you drilled down and experienced you know, a certain class, that really changed your, your opinion. I know when I went to school, I wasn't sure what I was going to major in, um, and so took some of the general classes to get a sense. I was interested in history and politics uh, and ended up majoring in American studies. Uh, on campus, but it was something where I felt like there were so many majors and lots of things I'd never really thought much about. So how do you recommend people really drill down on picking, like picking that major? I think it's important to find something that you're passionate about. I know a lot of people will say to find something that'll lead you to down a very straight and narrow career path just because it's easy that way. So with nursing, for example, I knew that once I graduated, I would take the NCLEX and I would go and apply for jobs at hospitals. It was very simple, straight line. There was no real ifs, ands, or buts about it. But with political science, it broaden my horizons, I could do so many things. I could work for a nonprofit organization like No if I wanted. So I think it's important to find something that you're really passionate about. And that was what I kind of based mine off of. I know some people will say, oh, you need to find a mayor, pick a major that'll lead you to a career that's going to pay well. And that's the most important thing. But I think it's important to find a balance, I would say, but I am for picking something that you're passionate about over money. Well, I think it makes sense to pick something you're passionate about, but I think people should really understand the trade-offs. And one thing I've noticed is it seems like some college students don't think ahead to the trade-offs of their decision on college major. For so, so for some, right, like I went to law school, so I needed to do well in my college major, but it didn't matter as much um, what it was. But I often see some of these like gender and women's studies majors then complain that they're not getting paid well um, after school and think, okay, if money was your primary objective, objective, I would recommend you pick a major that then will give you more career earning potentials, right? Like you can look online and you can see there's a website that ranks college major and shows, you know, (laughs) generally how much people make from it. 
so my advice would just be, it's okay. If you want to pick a lower paying major, that's okay. But just make it with, make that decision with your eyes wide open. Don't choose a major that um, ultimately generally won't pay well, but, and then complain about it afterwards. No, definitely. When I switched my major, I knew I probably wasn't going to be paid as well as if I was a nurse, and I was okay with that. My dad was not okay with that, but I was okay with that. So I think you're right. You do have to choose wisely and make sure you know all of the repercussions of your choice, and you have to be okay with those repercussions. From here then, maybe one piece of advice is take a minute and look online so you have a sense of what career options are for certain majors, but have that just inform your decision, not determine your entire decision. Is that a good way, a good way of looking at it? Yes, I think that sums up all of this really nicely. Okay, so Peyton, um, you can do some things to prepare for campus, but then you have that moment where you finally step foot on campus, and I remember thinking, okay, I've chosen the University of Virginia, I don't know that many people here, I've made this decision, and I showed up at freshman orientation, and I was thinking, oh, I I hope I'm really going to like this school, (laughs) and luckily I did. What was your freshman orientation like? So my freshman orientation was the most nerve-wracking thing I think I have ever done in my entire life, honestly. (laughs) It was an overnight experience, so I showed up on campus. My mom dropped me off. She It felt like dropping her daughter off at like kindergarten or something, and she was like, bye, have a great day at school, and I was like, bye. (laughs) Did you take your picture? She did take my picture, yes. (laughs) Not with one of the signs, but she did take my picture out in front of the university. And so she put on Facebook, like, oh, just dropped my daughter off at freshman orientation. But I remember I picked a school that no one from my high school went to. Everyone who went to my high school typically goes to all the state state schools in Pennsylvania. I was the only person who ended up going to Seton Hall. So I did not know a single soul walking into freshman orientation, which was absolutely terrifying. But I also think one of the best decisions that I could have made because it really made me step out of my comfort zone when it came to meeting new people. And I just put myself out there. I said hi to anyone who looked my way. I was smiling and waving at everybody. I made friends with all the administration that was there. It was definitely scary. But I think it's important to just remember everyone is as nervous as you are going into freshman orientation and to just strike up random conversations with people because you never know where it might lead. And I met some of my best friends during freshman orientation. Oh, that's great. What was your experience like? I really enjoyed our orientation. Although I will say I remember being overwhelmed by picking classes uh, they had this huge course catalog and some of the classes were full and I don't I don't think I quite had thought through this whole idea that okay even if you pick your classes then some of them might be full so you have to have backup for your classes and then just thinking okay like here we go like this is happening I just, I just sort of remember that feeling like okay like we've got our classes now it's good but still having a little bit of, of uncertainty Yes, it was scary. We had the same thing where we picked our classes, and I remember in high school, I was so extra, I guess is the best way to put it, with everything, and I took my dual enrollment classes at the community college, and I set myself up so I didn't have to take like the English classes that they require you for all of your general education courses, and so I had to go in and pick classes that 
other sophomores were doing. And I was not with all of my little freshman friends that I had made at freshman orientation. And I remember that being like the first real moment when I was like, wow, like I'm going to be with these people who are 19 and 20 years old. I'm not going to be with other 18 year olds. And it was a very intimidating thought. But it was one of those where you, you get out of your comfort zone and then you Mm -hmm. grow. Yes. Yeah, I know I wish I had all this type of insight prior to heading off to college. So we wanted to thank you guys so much for joining us today. We hope we provided you with some insights that you can apply into your life. Join us next week for the Conservative Women's Guide to Getting Involved on Campus. And please make sure you subscribe to the Conservative Women's Guide wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review. We love to read them. And you can let us know how we're doing. And if you have any ideas for show topics by emailing us at media at We'll see you next time. <laughs>